This is the day that the Lord has made.
He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he, first, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. This is the word of the Lord. Rise for the singing of the Hallelujah Christ. Devil. So God promised that, his, that Adam and Eve's offspring was going to crush 
the head of the devil. And they thought it was going to be their first son, but it wasn't. It took a while. So we're going to fast forward here. Let's move. We have Noah's Ark. God got to bed, destroyed the whole world, saved eight people. And then Moses is there. The children of Israel end up in Egypt. They come out of Egypt. Moses up on Mount Sinai gets the Ten Commandments. Fast forward a little more. We got David. He's killing Goliath there. Um, and then he's a shepherd boy. And where's David from? He's King David. And where is he from? You know this because we don't know this. Yeah. Where? It's called the city of David. Mary and Joseph have to go there because Joseph is on the house in line of David. So it's Bethlehem. Bethlehem. So down another 28 generations or so, what's this next window? The blue at the top and the, the star. What's that? What's going on there, Tessa? Yeah, baby, Jesus is born in Bethlehem and the city of David. And Jesus is the one that God promised back there is going to crush the head of the devil. And how does he crush the head of the devil? How does he destroy the power of sin? He goes over here on the cross and dies for us and then rises from the dead. So I'm going to teach you two Hebrew words, okay? The first one, who knows the Hebrew for the bottom end? God with us. Who knows the Hebrew word for that? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. So El in Hebrew is the beginning. Elohim means God. So Emmanuel is God with us. And then on the front, on the altar, it says, what does it say on the altar there? What's it say on the altar? Alleluia. That's a Hebrew word. means praise Yahweh or praise the Lord. So, okay, quiz time. Colton, what's the manual? God with us. Okay, what's it mean, Ellen? Christmas morning, you're all distracted. All right, uh, hallelujah. What's hallelujah mean? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Okay, so all together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Emmanuel. God with us. All right, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending your son. To crush the head of the devil. To crush the head of the devil. For me. For me. Amen. All right, go ahead and get a long walk out of the front basket of leftover snacks from 2023. <laughs> and we'll continue with the sermon here.
Christmas in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most of my family lives in Wisconsin. Up there we have a saying that there are only two seasons throughout the whole year. There is winter, and then there is construction season. It is quite frustrating when you are traveling to see your friends or family and you come upon that unwanted sign, road closed ahead. As much as the sign also says follow detour, there is an unwanted, unsettling anxiety that builds up in every driver. What if the detour is not marked properly and I make a wrong turn? What if the detour takes me in an opposite direction of my destination? What if the detour adds a whole hour to my travel time and I do not make it to my family Christmas reunion in time to eat some of my mom's famous banana bread? Detours can be frustrating, but they can also be necessary. Without planned detours, defects in the road cannot be avoided. Without proper signs, no one would know the dangers that lie ahead. Without proper instruction, no one would know how to turn around and follow the better path. While looking at it this way, detours can have more of a promising outcome that outweighs their annoyances. If a regular road closing seems annoying, Imagine what patience it would require in order to travel a detour that takes many generations to get back on course for God to redeem his people. For all the people in the Old Testament waiting for the Messiah to come, it probably seemed like God took many long, agonizing detours. Adam and Eve never saw the Messiah promised when God cursed the serpent in the garden. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. All their descendants died in the great flood except for Noah and his family. Abraham never saw the descendants that he would have through Isaac, but as we can see in the Old Testament history, the children of Israel, God saves from all the line of Abraham repeated, repeatedly all the way down to Mary and Joseph. God saves Israel from their bondage in Egypt, brings them out of the Red Sea waters, saves them from hunger and thirst of living in the wilderness for 40 years, and finally brings them to the promised land. God continued to guide his people, oh, even though they trusted in earthly kings, after Babylon takes over Israel and spread the citizens throughout the ancient world, God continues to send prophets to pave the way of the Lord. The Old Testament tells of a long, twisted, and tiresome road from Eden all the way to the manger in Bethlehem. We hear about God and how he had to make detours because of man's sin. Yet God made sure that every detour led to the child, the Christ child, that was at the first Christmas morning. He made sure that his promises were kept and that his plan to save all of mankind came into fruition. 
Before Adam and Eve's fall into sin, there was only one straight path from God and his creation. Because sin entered our world, the pride of man made everyone blind to the truth that we need God's grace to live. Sin cut off that narrow path to the Father, thus condemning everyone to a worthless life without God. Because this disease of imperfection is handed down from parents to children, the history of sin continues to repeat itself. That is, until God broke that cycle by intervening with a baby in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Since God is love, he has compassion on his creation. God establishes a way in which his children will know him. He sent messengers, the prophets, to prepare the way of the Messiah. God sent these watchmen in hopes that his people would hear his voice and follow it. But instead of waiting for Christ's birth, they follow the paths of the world and kill the prophets. And if they did not honor the prophets, what will they do to the Son of God? Today we celebrate Christmas, the incarnation of the Son of God. In John we read, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen the glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the end of the detour. The Messiah has come. But the world does not listen to the warnings. They do not heed the signs. The world turns off the straight path to the Lord and seeks the wrong destination. Now it is up to God to reprogram everyone's GPS to the correct destination. The Holy Spirit shows us the way. And what is that destination? It is the glory of Christ on the cross, where he takes away the sin of the world. This cross is where he shines in our darkness so that we can also become children of the light. John the Baptist was the last sign on the detour, pointing directly at this destination. He proclaimed the words of Isaiah, saying, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Since Israel was lost in their sinfulness, John taught repentance and baptism so that the nation of Israel was ready for the kingdom of God. This kingdom was found in no other place other than the body of Jesus Christ. God's kingdom is not of this world, but it entered our world for our benefit. The word of God becomes flesh and dwells among us. He knows our world. He understands our pain, our frustration, and even our temptations. But unlike all men born in sin, this Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of a virgin. He receives his flesh through Mary, but he receives his perfection by his divine nature as God. Therefore, he never sins once. 
He never gives into the detours and temptations of sin. His path is clear. This man was sent to start a new path, one that brings the whole world back to its creator. This path was to fulfill all the words of the prophets in the Old Testament. He lived a perfect life. He healed the sick and the dying. He preached the ways of God in the temple and the synagogues. But ultimately, he completed the covenant given to Abraham and fulfilled the promise made to Adam and Eve in the garden by shedding his blood in exchange for their sin and the sins of their children. But the path does not end there. He did die, but he did not stay dead. He is God. He was with the Father and the Holy Spirit before creation. So Jesus is everlasting. Therefore, death cannot hold its grip on him. He is the God of the living. And he gives everlasting life to you. He gives you his righteous life in your baptism. In this baptism, you are born of the Holy Spirit. This is the same person, the Holy Spirit who put life in Mary's womb, who gives birth to new life in you, in your baptism. This way before the Father in heaven, you are covered with Jesus' righteousness. The sin you receive from your parents has no effect on your eternal salvation anymore. Jesus took the effects of death upon himself. This new path we are walking as the baptized. Jesus leads us through this desert of a sinful world by a pillar of light, his pillar of light. We are children of the light and need to comprehend that there is no detour outside of Christ. Avoid the detour of thinking that your good works will save you. Avoid the detour that because God will always forgive you, that you can keep on living in sin. These are deviations from the true path. Christ is the path and establishes where you can find him. That is, you can find him where sound teaching of God's word is preached and where his body and blood are offered to you for the continuous repentance and forgiveness of the many detours you take away from his light. Christ is the straight and narrow path to the Father. He gives us eternal life in exchange for our detours from him. He found us while we were lost. Those centuries of faithfulness and unfaithfulness God showed his frustrations by refining his people in the Old Testament by various trials. He even puts us to the test as people who fall into the trap of sin. Yet, he locates us and turns us back in his direction. He shows us his path because he loves us and wants us to be allowed into his family reunion. When he comes back to be the judge... He will separate the evildoers, those who did not follow the straight path, from his children who were led by the light. He will again establish a new path, 
one that we will travel together for all eternity in the heavenly glory of our Father. We will never again be lost because we will always be with him. His path is always straight and has no detours. He gives us the light that the world could never give, and we find that light in the newborn child, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Amen. Together let us stand and let us say the words of our confession and the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the God of his Father before all.
Ashley, Aaron, Randy, Mike's family, Sam's family, Edna, Judy, Jimmy's family, Nancy's family, Jimmy's family, Danielle's, Kelly, Paul, Michelle, Rob, Frank, Sharon, Patricia, Emilio, Barbara, Burl, Jenny, Brian, Morgan, and Amanda. May the Lord bless doctors, nurses, all medical professionals, and caregivers in their service. And then all who rejoice in the good news of Christ, our life and salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord would teach us generosity for the work of his kingdom, that we would return to tithes and offerings, and that by them we may display before the world our trust in his provision and goodness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all communicants, that we may receive the great love of God, which laid his Son in the manger, and now lays his flesh and blood before us in sacrament. That we may bow our hearts before him with all those in heaven and on earth who adore him, receiving his forgiveness and life with repentance and joy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, in the birth of your Son, you have called people from every time and place into his body and church. We give you thanks for the believers who went before us, especially who were with us in Christmas's past and who now live with you. Grant us sure confidence in your promise of resurrection and eternal life. And bring us to death at last in your presence, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
Thanks to you, holy Lord, almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory. That seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, the angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
preserving the true faith of the life everlasting. Depart in peace. Your sins are forgiven.